Welcome to the Natural Hair Education Podcast, where we empower, educate, and embrace our essence through the love of natural hair. I am your host, Corinthian Carruthers II, and thank you for listening. I am a licensed beauty educator, licensed cosmetologist, and natural hair culturist. I am co-owner of Creative Hair School of Cosmetology and creator of Natural Hair Education, where I guide, teach, and coach beauty school students and professional stylists on their path towards mastering and increasing their value and income in natural hair care and braiding. On this platform, we will discuss real hair stories, break myths, and grow in self-love. Hey everyone, on today's episode, um, it's going to be a little different. There isn't a particular topic that I want to specifically discuss, but there are some things that are on my heart that I want to talk about. And a lot of it has to do with, of course, our hair. And when I mean our hair, I mean women in the black community. There are a lot of issues that are arising and are continuously coming to the forefront. Issues such as racism, discrimination against hair texture, injustice in the political system. It's, it can become very overwhelming and it can be very discouraging. But I want you guys to keep the faith and keep pushing forward. Um, this is, has been a hard week for a lot of us as the police officers in the death of Breonna Taylor was not fair. Um, they were, of course, um, not charged in her death. And so there's a lot of things, especially as a Black woman, how I feel that we're not always served and we're not always appreciated and we're not always validated. And so it's very important that we take out the time to lift up ourselves, each other, support other women, um, love on yourself like never before, and demand the respect that you deserve from those that are around you. On the flip side, I also had a conversation this past week with a national magazine um, company, and they wanted to speak to me in regards to natural hair and natural hair textures. And that whole conversation can be a podcast in itself, which it will be. But their question was, do I believe black people should only go to black stylists and white people should only go to white stylists? And no, I don't I don't think that's the case. I don't think that should be the case. I do own and operate a beauty school and we do have a very diverse group of students and I do see that there will be clients that do not want a white student to perform services on their hair. And it's to me it's unfair because if someone wants to make this industry a profession, then they should be able to do all types of hair textures, whether it's straight, wavy, curly, or coily. Regardless of the texture, you should be able to diversify your skills. And a lot of, you know, a lot of us older women, I should say, um, are very skeptical about having a different nationality or a different race to form services on their hair. I get it to a certain degree, but if a person is being trained and taught to perform services, on different textures of hair, then my God, if you're going to a beauty school to get services, then then you cannot discriminate against the person that is going to perform, 
be performing those services. And with that, as we as black women love to wear our hair in different styles, we wear updos, we wear braids, we wear wigs, we wear um, locks. Some of us shave our hair off. You know, there's issues with that as well. If you're working in corporate America, there is a lot of discrimination going on in the workforce when it comes to different hair types or different hairstyles, even in schools. I mean, I'm sure you've read articles about different people who have experienced discrimination in regards to their hair. And it's just time for change, y'all. It's really time for us to support who we are, believe in who we are. And that's why I'm a huge advocate of natural hair and wearing your hair, taking care of your crown, um, taking care of yourself from the inside out. All these things matter, y'all. Like We have to really hone in on our true essence and who we are. We are a powerful people. We have hair like no other race. Our hair can do things that other races can't do. And although I know we love our wigs and our extensions, I was so tied to my extensions at one point. <laughs> I used to think like, my goodness, how am I going to wear my hair when I'm 40, 50, and 60? Because I just love my braids. I love my crochets. I love protective styles. But it took me to step outside of the box and accept who I was naturally and find something that I could be comfortable with. And that is locks. I know I'm all over the place, but I just have so much of my heart that I want to get out. Um, so back in this year, right before quarantine in February, I took down my last braiding style. I had braid extensions. They were beautiful. My goodness, were they beautiful. And they were long. And they were, of course, I always wear certain colors. I took those extensions out and I didn't know what else to do. I was tired. I was tired of going to the beauty store, giving my money to, again, another race of people to build up their communities, to buy hair, and then take it back and, you know, pay to get my hair done again. I contemplated. I looked at a lot of videos on locks, something I always wanted to do, something that was always burning inside of me. I actually started my first set of lots when I was carrying my son and shortly after he was born. But again, because of the naysayers and the people in my ear, girl, that's not cute. You shouldn't do your hair like that. I ended up taking it down and going back to the weeds. But this time I made up in my mind, I'm going to stick to it. I'm going to stick to this decision because it's what God gave me. It's my hair. And I have to be an example for all of you that are looking for someone to encourage you, teach you, and guide you through this process. So I got on Instagram and I looked through the lock <laughs> uh, photos. And it, I mean, every person I saw, it was just amazing. It was beautiful. And one particular young lady I saw, I, um, I, I fell in love with her color. And although I'm not an advocate for color, I don't push or force color on anyone. And if anyone was to ask me about coloring their hair, I'm going to say no. I'm, I mean, I'm just like that because I know the damage of what color can do. And especially if you're not properly, if you don't have the means to properly take care of your color. So I, I think that week in the beauty school, we were actually teaching hair coloring. So I asked to be a model. <laughs> I sat in the chair and, and they went for it. So I got my hair lightened. And then afterwards toned, and when the students left, I sat there in the chair and I said, this is it. 
I'm going to coil my hair. I'm going to create starter locks. And so I um, didn't really have a particular size in mind. My hair is very fine. It's very dense, I should say. It looks thick. It looks full. But once it's straightened or if I wear a style like two-strand twist, it will look very um, fine. So I just pulled out my comb and started to twist, coil my hair. I'm sorry. Coil my hair. And that was it. That was day one. And here it is, six, seven months later, I am at a point where I am happy. Like I am, I can get up, I can work out without any restrictions. I can take showers and wash my hair whenever I feel like it. It's amazing. And although every day isn't a good day with my hair, I'm still grateful for the process. The journey, I know that I now put more attention into other areas of my life other than my hair. I focus more on my health, my mind, relationships, my money, <laughs> my space. I focus on those things a lot more. My hair isn't really a big deal to me as much as it, it as it used to be before. So I just really want to get on here and pour my heart out. I know the conversation is all over the place, but that's how my spirit feels right now. Um, with so much happening in our world, there's a lot of changes happening right before us. And so my words for you guys is to stand strong, stand, you know, be steadfast in your beliefs and embrace yourself. It's not the time to pay attention to what others feel or say about you or your hair. Okay. They didn't get that hair. God did. Creator did. So you know, learn to embrace what you have. Learn it as much as you can. Um, because you, believe it or not, you are beautiful. And if you can, every single day, make sure you tell yourself how important you are to yourself. Tell yourself that you're beautiful. Look in the mirror. Embrace those curls or kinks or waves. Whatever it is that you have, embrace it. Because you are unique and there is no one made like you. And so that's all I have for you all. Um, I do want to say that I do have two free resources for you if you're interested in learning more about natural hair. Um, I have a free program that is called What Beauty School Did Not Teach You. And basically that program covers um, three hot topics that I feel that, well, that I know that beauty schools do not cover and that you can go online to my program site get that program for free and learn how and learn what beauty school is not teaching and actually learn what you can do. I also have a ebook, a free ebook that you can um, download. It's downloadable. And that free ebook is called The Five Principles to Understanding and Performing Natural Hair Care Services. And that is a great read, guys. It isn't that long, but it's a good, very, very powerful impact power pack book so make sure you guys go to my instagram corinthian carruthers and click on the link in my bio get those two re free resources or go to naturalhairedu.com you can get it right over there thank you so much for tuning in into today's episode remember guys take the time out to appreciate who you are and let's continue to educate empower and embrace our essence through the love of natural hair. Thank you for listening.